You are listening to The Real Faith Stories Podcast, interviews with people who chose to boldly follow their faith. I'm your host, Brian Robinson. Now, let's meet our guest and hear their story. Donna, welcome to Real Faith Stories. It's so good to have you on the program today. Oh, thank you so much for the invite. I'm so honored to be here. You know what I love about your accent? It sounds like you're from New Jersey. (laughs) A bit further away than that. Just a little. (laughs) Yeah. We are actually speaking to Donna from Sydney. Really looking forward to digging into your story and particularly your favorite scripture, Jeremiah 33.3. Could you please quote that real quick? Sure thing. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me. This is the Lord talking. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. Before we get into that, could you please share some of your upbringing and the gift that God deposited in you that you're made aware of at a very young age that now he's leading you into use in such a profound way? Yeah, I grew up actually seeing in the spirit realm when I was a very small child. I was 18 months old and I actually remember it. And since then, I was tormented by the demonic realm. Different things happened, some trauma happened, and I was just tormented by the enemy. And it all just got too much to the point where I tried to commit suicide at age 17. And I had planned it all and the people that I was living with go to church and they never come home from church early, like never come home from church early. But they did this day and they found me and took me to the hospital and things like that. So God had other plans. I did know about God. I grew up in a very traditional church that didn't really talk about relationship with God. I got the impression that God was out there somewhere and every time I did something wrong, he was going to whack me with a big stick. And so I was scared of God. But after I tried to commit suicide, I figured, oh, well, God must be interested in me because he didn't allow me to die. So I said to God, I'm here if you can use me. Here I am. So I wasn't really discipled, which is a really big key for me, is discipleship is so important. And so I wasn't discipled. So I read a lot. So that was a blessing for me. I read a great deal. So I just devoured every Christian book that I could find. And then I realized that I would start knowing things about what was in the future. I realized looking back that I actually had that as a child too. I would know when things happened. Just quickly, for example, one night there was a knock at the door about 12 o'clock at night and I sat straight up and I went, oh, my dad's been in a car accident. And it was the police telling us that My dad had actually gone through the windscreen. He fell asleep at the wheel and went through the windscreen of the car. And I knew, I just knew. And there were other things like that happened, but I didn't realize that it was a gifting. And then I started listening to different speakers and I realized, oh, wow, I have a prophetic gifting. Like all of the spiritual gifts, if you're not careful, you can end up hurting people. So I did. I got things a bit wrong. I didn't deliver them as kindly probably as there should have been. And so I was asked to stop prophesying. And I said, can you 
please show me, teach me, disciple me in this gift. And they said, no, just stop prophesying. I went, that's not helpful. Decided, me being me, I went and searched. So I found another church in Sydney that was doing a prophetic course. So I signed up for that and studied with them for two years and learnt a lot. And I went, oh, wow, this is actually a really encouraging gift. And because I discovered that I had the gift of encouragement as well as the prophetic, oh, I just loved it. I was able to prophesy to people in the street, people at the shops, people at church. Like it was just so amazing. So I just love the prophetic. It's my favorite gift. Over the years, as God has used you in that gift, are there any situations that spring to mind where you were giving a word and somebody was just undone, like totally undone, it just radically did something for them? Yes, it actually happened two weeks ago. I can think of lots of stories, but this one was so profound to me. I was speaking at a women's event and there was a lady who walked in the door and God immediately highlighted her to me. And I thought, okay, I need to go and speak to her at some stage. So the meeting had finished and I made my way over to her and I still had no idea what the Lord wanted to say. And so I just walked over and said, hi, I'm Donna. The Lord has a message. And she said, okay, tell me what it is. And I started speaking, wow, you have a massive gift on your life. And I just started going down the track of telling her what amazing gifts that God has given her. And she just burst out laughing. And I'm thinking, oh no, what's happened? And she said, tell me more. So I was telling her more about what direction I felt the Lord wanted her to go in and how special she is to him and just gave her real little details. I knew instinctively she was in business because the Lord had told me. So I was telling her details about her business and I'd never met this woman before and she's just laughing and laughing. And I said, okay, you've got to tell me, what are you laughing at? And she said, last week, I knew I was coming to this women's event and she said, Lord, I never asked this, but when I go to this event, can you please get somebody who doesn't know me to walk up to me and prophesy over me and talk to me about my business? (laughs) (laughs) And because she she was quite confused about whether she was doing the right thing, going in the right direction. So the Lord had used me to answer the questions that she needed. And she was like, I just can't tell you how much you've blessed me. You have blessed me so much. But then the amazing thing was she said to me, can I pray for you, Donna? And I said, oh, absolutely. Because, you know, when you minister to people, you don't usually get prayed for. And I said, oh, absolutely. She answered questions that I was asking the Lord in the secret place. And I said to her, you won't believe this either. But today I actually said to the Lord, I want somebody to prophesy over me who doesn't know me to answer my questions. So we actually did it for each other. It was so astounding. And I'm just going, oh, God, this is so amazing. So she was so encouraged to keep going because she was getting weary because when you're in business at the level she's in, it's very lonely. And so she just needed encouragement of the Lord. And so she was like, right, I can keep going. This is great. I'm going in the right direction. So I love that story. I love how beautiful the Lord is. 
Yes. You know, someone listening to this might think, okay, this prophetic thing is just woo-woo. It's just made up. Someone's just using intuition, etc. What would you say to them? Oh, gosh. All the way through the Bible, it's just beautiful. I often think of the story in Samuel, and I'm sorry, I can't remember whether it's one or two, but where Saul has lost the donkeys and he goes and someone says, go to Samuel, and Samuel actually tells him where the donkeys are. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, your donkeys are safe. And he goes and tells them where the donkeys are. That's not only a word of knowledge, but that's the prophetic as well. And when the Lord's speaking to Abraham saying, look at the stars above, these will be your descendants, or these will be the number of your descendants, that's God prophesying. God is prophesying over Abraham and it talks about in Romans that we are to speak out the things that are not as though they are. It's not a name it and claim it thing. We are walking in line with God's will and what he wants us to do. So when we start speaking into our life, because at the very start, God created everything with words. So he was prophesying into being very life itself. So Jesus is, he was a prophet on the earth. He was the prophet. He was apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. He was the whole fivefold. He had all of those giftings. So it's very biblical. Well, let's talk about your favorite scripture, Jeremiah 33.3, which of course (laughs) we started with. And I'm just going to read a little something you shared with me to launch this discussion. And that is Jeremiah 33, 3 says, God wants to tell his children things they don't know. So that means he longs to share strategies with them that can literally change the course of history. He has answers and strategies and then gives us the ability to bring his solutions into the earth to reveal his kingdom. Yes. Tell us why you believe that and what you've seen with respect to that. Oh, gosh, it just brings me such joy to my heart. In a really practical way, my husband was creating a graphic for someone on the computer, but in the program he was using, it would not allow him to do what the client actually needed to be done. And so I said, what does Holy Spirit say? Ask him. And so he did. And then he came back to me later and he said, oh my goodness, this thought came to my mind on how to do it. And I was able to do it. And now the client's happy. I love it. And I said, yes, because he is so interested in all the little things that we do. A really good example in this is we have six children and we have four teenagers in the house. So there's lots of hormones and there's lots of (laughs) challenges and there's lots of joy and there's lots of great chaos. But sometimes when things happen, we can be really quick to jump to a conclusion. For example, the other day something happened and a child just lost it. And instead of me reacting to the child losing it, I just sat there and I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what is actually going on? What is the underlying cause of this outburst? And he told me what it was and I was able to sit the child down and say, hey, is something going on in this area? Are you not understanding what's happening right now? And they just said yes. And I said, okay, 
how about when we come home from church, we all sit down and we all have a chat about what is going on in the family right now? And they went, oh, that would be great. And that's what happened. Peace returned. Every, we had a great chat that afternoon and it was great. Everybody was in peace. Mm. We all got along and we had a great afternoon together. So instead of reacting, causing a big fuss before church, it was all peaceful and things were good. God is so interested in telling you the answers to questions that you have and the solutions to any problem that arises. It's just amazing in the everyday practical things as well as the big things too. He does that as well. You know, people hearing what you just said might think, oh, Donna, I have tried to get answers. I've been in the midst of things. I said, God, please show me. What do I do with this? But I don't hear anything. What would you say to someone who's thinking that? I would say to them, please don't give up. It took me a long time to get to the point where I could recognize straight away whether it's the Lord, whether it's me, or whether it's the enemy talking. But the thing is that we need to understand the big thing is when we say, I try not to say that hearing God, oh, I'm hearing God. I like to say that God is communicating with me or communicating with people because there's so many different ways that God communicates with people. And a lot of the time when people say, I don't hear God, they're saying, I don't hear the audible voice of God. God hardly ever speaks in an audible voice. And every single person that I've ever heard share that they've heard an audible voice of God, they've admitted it was because they wouldn't listen to the still small voice <laughs> of God. So God literally had to yell at them. So <laughs> hearing the audible voice of God is not all it's cracked up to be. But sometimes it's just that inner knowing because God communicates with people mainly in four different ways, either by their feelings or their emotions or by the thoughts in the head that's hearing or knowing, sensing in their gut or seeing. They can see pictures in their imagination. Like if I was to say to you, think of a pink elephant, well, probably a pink elephant would immediately come to your mind and you can have your eyes open and you can see that pink elephant. It's just the same. We can get pictures in our imagination and that's God speaking. So if we're feeling something, we can be walking past someone and then all of a sudden we feel sad and hang on, I wasn't feeling sad before. We've picked up what that other person is feeling. Or if we get a picture in our mind, often I teach the kids when they're asking, when they're, oh, mum, I've lost something, ask Holy Spirit, where is it? Get him to tell you. He knows. Then they'll get a picture in their mind, in their imagination of where it is and they'll immediately go and get it. So God communicates in many different ways. To your point about finding lost things, we have eight kids, so I get that. Mm -hmm. When the kids were losing stuff, my wife Cindy would say, well, let's pray and ask the Lord to show you where it is. And sometimes it would be at the bottom of the trash outside, but we found it, mm. you know? So he would give a yes. picture to our daughter or son as to where this thing was. And so I'm just saying that's real. Very real. He cares about it. He does. As you go around and speak, what do you tend to focus on? What's the primary content that you share? Speaking to a group, I will usually start off 
calling out who they are. I will tell people how important they are to God. It is so important that people get to know that God values them, sees them and he hears them because we all need to know that we feel valued and that we feel seen and heard. So that's one of the first things that I always share with people and that nothing is too big with God. When we say that God is the God of the impossible or God is limitless, that is absolutely true. There is nothing that our God can't do. If he's called you to it, he will give you the ability to fulfill whatever he's called you to do. And so I take them through, a lot of the time I take them through processes so that they get to know how God communicates with them personally because it can be very different for each individual because God is so personal. That's what I love about him. He is so personal and he just wants everybody to know how much he's with them and how much he empowers them to do what they've been called to do. And one of the big things that I love to tell people, there is not one single purpose. God does not have one single purpose for each person. There are lots of different purposes. There might be an overarching theme. So for me, it's the prophetic and the encouragement. That's my overarching purpose on the earth is to build people up, build up the body of Christ and empower the body of Christ. But within that, there's lots of different purposes. I'm a mum. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. I run a prayer team at my church. I have two businesses. And so there's lots of different purposes within the big purpose of somebody's life. So that is a big thing that I love to communicate with people because it breaks my heart when people just get so caught up. What if I miss it? What if I miss it? God is with you because God is guiding you all the time. Whether we realize it or not, God guides us because he loves us so much. It's all about partnership. Every single thing that we notice and we can recognize or we do recognize that God is doing beautiful sunset, for example. Oh, God, that sunset is just so gorgeous. That is an invitation into conversation with God. Mm. Every single thing that is around you is an invitation into deeper relationship with Jesus. He's just astounding. He is so good. You know, speaking of partnership and the invitation, what does that look like with respect to your personal seeking the Lord? I personally talk to God all day. I do have a quiet time as well with him in the morning, but I speak to God all day. I will ask him, hey, what do you think about that? Why did you create the sky blue? I just ask him everyday questions or if I see someone at the shops and they stand out to me, Lord, what do you love about that person? Mm. What can I speak over that person? Whether God actually wants me to physically go and talk to them or not, it doesn't matter. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he says, no, just speak it out over them as you walk past really quietly. And so I speak the words out. So partnership is God loves to do things on the earth. He wants to bring his kingdom to be manifested in the earth. And so that means getting rid of disease. It means getting rid of poverty. It means bringing healing to people who have mental issues. It means reconciliation. He wants to bring that all into the earth, but 
in the Bible, I can't find anywhere where God moves without people praying first. So there's the partnership. And this is where this verse, Jeremiah 33, comes to in the fact of, God, what do you want me to pray? What is on your heart right now? so that I can pray in alignment with you. When I'm praying for someone, because I see a lot of healings, so when I'm praying for someone, someone will come to me and they will tell me, oh, I've hurt my foot or I've hurt my leg or something else hurts. Now, while I'm listening to what they're talking, telling me they want prayer for, I'll be saying to Holy Spirit, how do you want me to pray? What is the underlying issue? Mm -hmm. And then he will tell me that and then I pray in accordance with him. So there's an invitation into a conversation with Holy Spirit and then I am partnering with him to pray as he says and that's when I see more healings. If I just go off and start praying on my own, I may see some healings but nowhere near as many as I do when I'm in partnership with Holy Spirit going, what is going on? How do you want me to pray? I saw someone's life totally transformed by breaking off a witchcraft curse, totally transformed, 180 degrees overnight. This is the power of partnership with the Lord. What happened there? They were being tormented. And the Lord was so kind. He showed me what was going on. And I said to the person, hey, this is what I'm seeing. And they've gone, oh, my goodness, that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. How did you know? And I said, because the Lord showed me. I do see in the spirit quite well. And so then I was able to say, this is how the Lord is asking me to pray. Can I do that? And they said, oh, absolutely. And so I prayed as Holy Spirit led me to and I saw them a few weeks later and they said oh my goodness I cannot tell you how my life has changed total opposite that would have to be my most favorite God story up until today (laughs) that's my favorite God story okay there's the issue that presents itself but then there's Lord what's the underlying issue what's the whole reason behind this and I think we tend to just go off thinking we have enough understanding to pray because of what we actually see with our natural eyes. And that's such an incredible teaching, as it were, to just pause and really stop and say, Lord, what is really going on here? And be completely open to him literally shifting it 180 degrees from what you think may be happening, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A lady came to me and she asked me to pray for her and her hip was hurting. And I was doing what I was talking about. And I said to the Lord, okay, what do you want me to pray? And he said, pray for her heart. And I said, is it physical or is it emotional? And he said, just pray for her heart. So I said to the lady, do you have either physical or emotional pain in your heart? Well, then she just burst into tears. And I was like, oh, my goodness, okay. And so she explained a few things. It was an emotional pain. So I was praying for her to have healing and for the Lord to bring his comfort to her heart. And as he was doing that, the pain went away in her hip. (laughs) So this is why it's really important. This verse is so important to me. Call to me and I will answer you. He says, I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things which we do not know. Well, I didn't know that she had pain in her heart. She looked totally together to Mm -hmm. me. But because I asked the Lord, he healed her heart, brought comfort to her heart, and her hip got healed. That's so good. 
So that's why questions to the Lord is so important. I would suspect that most people hearing this don't think that they can use this in their own personal seeking the Lord. But in fact, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I use it all the time. For example, I guess this has been a bit vulnerable, but this may help somebody. I found myself snapping at the kids and snapping at my husband the other day and I've now learned that's just the symptom of something else going on so I was snapping for about 10 seconds and then I went hang on I'll be right back (laughs) so I brought myself up to our bedroom and I said okay Lord what is going on like I knew that wasn't the overall issue. And I said to the Lord, what is going on? What happened? And it came back to something that had happened the night before that was a really little thing. And it was actually that my my darling husband, he's just the most beautiful man on the planet, he didn't wipe down the stovetop exactly how I would have liked it to happen. And I didn't realize that hit something in my heart that it was saying to me, oh, I don't do a good enough job and I've got to stop being the micromanager. And and it just hit all of these things in my heart. And so I was able to ask the Lord for forgiveness and he brought healing to my heart about the things that were being triggered. And then I went back to my husband and I said, look, I'm so sorry. This was the reason why. Would it be okay if you could please just wipe this part of the stovetop down in future? Would that be okay? Yep, not a problem at all. I went back. (laughs) I apologized to the children for snapping at them. We had a beautiful afternoon together. So this is where this is in really practical of myself okay, Lord, what was going on inside of me that I need your healing in so that I can bring peace to the rest of my family? How much of your seeking the Lord have you found to be, over the years, more listening than anything else, just sitting quietly? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. It's really interesting, actually. I was thrown out of a home group once because I said that I do more listening than I do talking and that I asked the Lord how to pray. I suggested that we all ask the Lord how to pray. We were praying for this person who was really sick. And I knew, sense, that something else was going on because the Lord was telling me. And I said, how about we ask the Lord how to pray and we just listen? Everybody in the group was so offended. So after I left, they all got really upset. And so the leader called me the next day and said, I'd appreciate it that you didn't talk about that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So so I left. So um, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. But the majority is listening. And that is how we get to know how the Lord communicates with us is by taking the time to sit still. And we can have our eyes open. We can be looking around the room. Like for the moment, there's a fan in my room. So if the fan stands out to me in the room, I can say to the Lord, what are you trying to say to me about the fan? And then I just sit and listen. And usually the first thoughts that come or the first pictures that we see or the first kind of knowing in our gut that we have, that's usually the Lord. If we start trying to reason it out and go, oh, no, that wasn't him, that was just me, then the Lord will usually stop talking. 
Wow. But the more that we step in and we listen, and so if the Lord was to say to me about the fan, for example, I'm fanning the fire of my spirit within you, and then he stops, and I and then I can sit and listen, or I can say, can you explain that a bit more? Tell me more, Lord. And then he can be talking to me even more because I am a coach as well. So in coaching, we have a rule of 80% listening, 20% talking. I would suggest that for anybody who is spending time with the Lord. I have found that to be so powerful. It is just so powerful. I journal. I can write pages and pages of just listening. Mm. I just listen and I write down whatever he shows me, whatever he speaks to me, what I'm feeling. Some of it, some of me may get mixed up in there, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We just are listening. We're taking notice of how God communicates with us. That's such a powerful truth. Over the years with this podcast, that has been a virtually universal message is sitting quietly and just listening. So key, so key. You know the story where God spoke. He didn't speak with the earthquake. He didn't speak with the lightning and the thunder. It was the still small voice, right? Yes. And that's why a lot of people brush it off as I don't hear God. And my response now is, have you ever had a good, like a great idea? And they go, yes. And I go, that was God. There it is. That's right. Because he's the God of all the ideas. So if we ever have a great idea, it's God. That's God dropping a thought into your mind or to your heart or however God communicates with you. That's him. Let me pivot just for a moment into what you're moving forward with in your own life. What is it that you're building and how can people find out more about you, Donna? Yes, I'm so excited. I'm building a prophetic consulting company, which is just amazing. It's to help businesses, ministries, and leaders increase in their income, influence, and impact for the kingdom of God with divinely inspired strategies. So what that looks like is I contract anointed intercessors and highly prophetically gifted people to pray into businesses and ministries and leaders. We pray warfare prayers like protection prayers. We pray blessing prayers like we were talking about. We listen to the Lord for what the Lord wants to happen in their company or ministry. And then we report back to them what the Lord is saying, what we're praying. And it's really exciting because I've been doing this with a couple of people and they're seeing marked improvements in their businesses. They're getting more clients. They're coming up with more creative ways of how to reach out to people. And everybody who is in business or ministry, and this isn't just a plug for me, but anybody who's in any type of leadership, really, it's so imperative that they have intercessors praying for them because we have an enemy that comes against us, but God is way bigger. And it does help when there are intercessors and prophetically gifted people behind the scenes praying and prophesying over and empowering the business ministry or leader in the spirit realm because it is, it's very real. And the reason why the Lord came to me with this idea, this is definitely a God idea, is that I had heard that big businesses particularly 
they hire clairvoyants and psychics to tell them what is going on in their business, what is the best way to move forward. And hospitals hire people called empaths and intuitives, which feel their feelers they feel what's going on in the spirit realm and doctors will send people that are they can't diagnose to these intuitives and empaths to give them a diagnosis what's going on and the majority of the time they're actually right because the enemy can see it as well and I was cranky because I was like, no, that's kingdom work. That's what we should be doing. We should be in these areas, especially anointed intercessors and the prophetically gifted, because being a psychic and a clairvoyant is actually the prophetic gift, but it's tapping into the demonic realm instead of tapping into the kingdom of light. So it's so important that we're getting God's ideas into businesses, ministry and leadership because whether we like it or not, money talk, influence talks and God is not against money. Jesus talks more about money than he does anything else. So God wants to build things on the earth. He wants to build homeless shelters. He wants to build things to help people and bring people into the kingdom of God. And this is why businesses especially are so important. And this is a move of God. God is moving in the marketplace in profound ways. And so this is very new off the ground across the earth. I've spoken to a few different people and this is grassroots level of a movement that's happening of of prophetic consultants that are helping businesses, helping ministries and helping leaders move forward and impact their community as well as look after the people that they have. It's such an exciting time that we're living in. Thanks for explaining that. What's the best way for people to find out more about that? Yes, the website is Prescient Prophetic Consulting and Prescient is P-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-T, propheticconsulting.com and the email is info at prescientpropheticconsulting.com. Perfect. As we finish here, Donna, would love to have you pray for our listeners, please. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. We just thank you so much, God, that you are a God of partnership, that you are a God of relationship, and that you are a God that when we call to you, you will answer us and you will tell us great and mighty things that we do not know. I thank you, Father, for this beautiful person who's listening. I pray blessing upon them. I pray that you would give them greater eyes to see greater ears to hear and a greater mind to understand what you are saying to them today. I pray, Father, that you would make them so aware of your presence that even now the peace of God would just be released to them, that they would know the tangible presence even in this moment as they hear my voice, that you would reveal yourself to them in a powerful, powerful way, that you would continue to draw them into your heart. I pray that you will release strategies from heaven and divine ideas that that they can use in their everyday life to get answers to their questions and solutions to their problems, God because nothing is impossible for you and you are for these beautiful people. So we just pray blessing, abundant life, John 10.10, life and life abundant. We release it now and we thank you and give you all the praise and glory 
because you are the most awesome. You are magnificent and you are wonderful and we are so grateful for you. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Donna. Loved our conversation. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the show and share this with someone you believe would be encouraged and motivated by these stories. Until next time, I'm Brian Robinson reminding you that the greatest decision you could ever make is to ask Jesus Christ to become the Lord of your life. If you haven't done that, read Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 11. Thanks again for listening.